Welcome back to our series about Stories, the creative writing app for macOS and iOS. In the next couple of videos, I'm going to show you how to create print-ready PDF editions of your manuscript without having to reformat your original manuscript. So that's a very philosophical approach there that Stories takes, and it's it's nice to not having to have your final manuscript like you'd have it in Word or in Pages, and then you'd have to go and reformat the page, reset the margins, and and then give some service, some file that they do some conversion to, and you have no control over how the how the end result looks. So this is not how Storius works. Storius takes the content of your manuscript into consideration and applies it with something I'd like to call a book object to a different formatting, to a different page setup, and then either creates a PDF that you can distribute for people to read, or you can give it to your printer so that he can make a paperback version of it. In this video, I'm going to show you the, how the principle works. And in the next video, we're going to look at customizations of how you can make that PDF your own, literally. So let's look at how Stories thinks about PDFs. We've already looked at how ebooks are created in that we head over to file and export, and then we can select a few files that that are going to be kind of part of the ebook and this is very similar to how pdfs work but except for export we're going to use file new and then in here we're going to find a book object and if we create that then we get three different templates i'm going to stick with the first one here but just uh, before we get started let me have a let me explain what the what the difference between these three is so the uh, this one uh, which i'm going to be using is the blurb trade book classic this is essentially the same as this one except for that this has a different formatting applied by default whereas the blurb trade book classic and the pdf edition they have more or less the same formatting applied this is probably a good idea to use for anything including Amazon KDP uploads, CreateSpace uploads, anything that even if it's a screen reader edition of a PDF that you want to make of your manuscript, then use this one. The only other difference is the page count. So Blurb is a company, I don't know if you've heard of it, you can check them out at blurb.com. They are a print-on-demand provider, but they're kind of a printing slash print-on-demand slash offset print slash distribution provider. So uh, it's well worth having a look at that and Stories supports them. And the way they work is that they can make a single copy of your paperback by print on demand, much like Amazon's CreateSpace or KDP service do. But they can also, Blurb can also in an instant switch to an offset print of your book. So if you find yourself in a situation where your book really takes off and out of a sudden you find yourself selling, I don't know, a thousand copies a month or 10,000 copies a month, then you don't have to go and create another version of it. Blurb can use whatever PDF you give them and just switch it uh, to their offset printing service and then out of a sudden supply you with thousand copies a month. Not only that, they can also do distribution and fulfillment for your books. So they can get your book into Amazon as soon as somebody uh, buys it. They can drop ship it there, I believe. Uh, but they also make sure your books get into bookstores using the Ingram distribution service here in the US. And therefore, your book may then end up in bookstores like Barnes & Noble. So it's very interesting. Well worth looking into. And so for that, just to, just briefly to uh, encapsulate all that, they the one of their requirements 
happens is that your page count needs to be divisible by six. And um, that is so that they can serve both the print-on-demand presses as well as the offset presses. And the story supports this by adding additional extra pages at the end of your book. As therefore, one file kind of, you know, fits everything and it, it kind of conforms to the blurb requirements. The issue with this, at least in the, with the PDF edition template, at least in this edition of stories, is that when it comes to changing your book size, the PDF edition will ask you this in millimeters, whereas Blurb will tell you this in inches. I kind of think more in inches, and that's why I'm going to stick with this. Uh, just know those are the differences. There. So I'm going to click this. I'm going to tick the Blurb Trade Book Classic template and hit Choose. And so several things have happened here in story. So on one hand, I can give it a name here, much like any other file. I'm just going to perhaps call it PDF edition now. And uh, notice that the icon here is a little bit different. So this is now a book icon, whereas the other things in my project here are now a kind of a text file icon. Uh, this is a manuscript icon, so I can expand it as well. And this one here is an image icon. And um, that is still in my project navigator. But we also have another kind of project view here, which is this one. And this is specific only to the PDF file we're creating. We're going to talk about that more in a minute. Then in the middle here, we have the, the actual document. This is not my document right now. This is just dummy text and all the gestures still apply, all the view things still apply. Uh, you can um, display this with, uh, with two pages side by side so you can see what your book exactly looks like. And then on the right hand side, we have an inspector here that gives us several ways of making sure our document flows properly. And this is also where I set the page size up here. Look under page size, I can now see a blurb six by nine trade book. This is what we're, that's, that's what we've got here. And we can check a few others here. So five by eight is a smaller size, eight by 10 is a larger size. And then of course under choose other, I can specify any kind of page size I have either self-defined or the ones that, that are currently installed on my computer here. So the first one here, this is where I can give it a name. That's the same name as over here. So this is the, the same here. Then uh, we have a few author and keyword and title properties here. By the way, if you ever think this is too much clutter, you can just uh, click on the top heading here or the word hide, and then this thing kind of collapses. So we're left with you know less clutter. Sometimes you know less is more, one of those things. I'm going to stick with six by nine for now. These are the defaults. I'm not going to mess with it. Underneath it, you can see the bleed and the, some of the margins as well. The other thing here is the format inspector, and, and uh, that's we're going to look at that in depth later. So for now, I'm just going to go and add some files to my PDF because that hasn't quite happened yet. This is just dummy text at the moment. So there's two ways of doing that. On either, I can pick a document that I have on the right-hand side here and just drag it in. So perhaps the copyright notice I'm just going to hold and drag in here, and I'm just going to drop that into this window down here. I can do that. And this is now part of the PDF that I'm going to create. And I guess also I'm going to I'm going to grab my, my actual manuscript here. I can, well, don't click on it because then otherwise it goes away. So you have to kind of hold it and drag it in. So if that's a little bit too cumbersome, don't worry. There's always another way of using that handy little plus icon at the bottom and choose 
add project files. And this is now a very similar dialog to the one that we've just had in the ebook creation dialog. You pick whatever files you want. In my case, this is just going to be the manuscript, I guess, and the uh, copyright page. I don't need the title page here. I just need these two documents. Copyright notice is already there. It doesn't matter if I add it again. Well, look at that now. I've got the copyright notice twice. This is just terrible. As soon as you do that, they all drop in here. Uh, and maybe I'm just going to highlight that copyright notice delete it again because I only really want it once and uh, you can change the order of these documents as well so copyright notice you could also have that at the back or you want it at the front which in my case I want this at the front now notice that the middle here hasn't quite changed yet and that is because this PDF hasn't been created yet this is just what the PDF is going to consist of using these formatting options on the right hand side but to actually create it you have to click this button here build PDF and if ever you make a change and the PDF needs to be rebuilt, then Stories will tell you that. There's a little M icon here. That means one of these, or in this case, both of these documents need to be built using these instructions on the right-hand side here. And Stories also tells you that at the very top of the screen where it says PDF is out of date. Now let me click this here and then Stories will go and do its thing. My manuscript is rather large, it's 132,000 words, so maybe I'm going to cut that down a little bit so that Stories is a bit quicker when it comes to formatting my document and just trying out different formats there. Now notice what's happened here. So this is now what my copyright notice looks like in the book. In the in currently on the on the six by nine template with a font that looks like Georgia, I believe to me, and uh, but if you look at my copyright notice on the right hand side, if the beach ball is going to go away, thank you, then you see that my copyright notice originally was written on a U.S. letter formatted page in Helvetica, so the PDF has now applied different formatting and different page setup instructions to this thing and and given me this very interesting. If I scroll down, then I can see this is where my manuscript begins. And notice also that the uh, header has changed into something else and the footer has changed. I all of a sudden have uh, continuous page numbering, even though I have two separate documents here that the PDF has been created with. So that's very interesting. And it, it all looks really good out of the box. I even get the page count up here, which is 468 pages right now in uh, this setup in the six by nine inch um, setup and this is basically more or less exactly what i did so this is the this is actually the the final version it, it arrived here yesterday very exciting and uh, this is how how thick it is and i did all this uh, just with storyist and um and this is what the book looks like on the inside so i've got a header here i've got a footer here and this is i've done all this without having to leave an application so that is very very cool so um some of these things I'm happy with, some of these things I'm not happy with. And we're going to talk about how to customize all these settings in the next video. But for now, let's say I'm not entirely sure what I want to, what format I want to go for. And perhaps I want to go for something smaller, say five by eight, because that's a, that's a slightly smaller size. So in order for that to happen, I would go over to my file info inspector on the right hand side here and I'm just going to change from blurb 6x9 trade book into blurb 5x8 trade book and as soon as I do this I get these two little M icons here again and uh, that is Story's way of telling me hey, you need to rebuild that PDF so let me do that click that build PDF button again give Stories the moment and see what the document looks like then 
as soon as we're done, we, we can see that the copyright notice on the front page now goes over a page and a half here. And the page numbering at the bottom has been has reflown. So that's very cool. And uh, now, sadly, also, I have a much increased page count of 684 pages. And now, even though that's very cool, it means that a single copy of my book would now cost about 12 to $14 to print. And that is before anyone's made a markup. And Amazon in particular, they, they request a 60% additional charge on that. That's the minimum sales price you can make. So in my case, my book would have sold for $20 at a minimum. And that's just way too much. So that's, I can't afford that. I can't, I can't ask people to fork out 20 bucks for that. So um, I'm gonna have to go with a slightly larger size here. Uh, that's because print-on-demand providers, they charge print per page. I believe in Amazon's case, it's about uh, 1.2 cents per page. Uh, but it doesn't matter how big the page is. So you could also go and uh, grab an 8x10 copy of this. And that would, that would also work. I'm going to switch this back to 6x9. And before I rebuild the PDF, I'm going to show you something else. So right now, it looks like my book would start with the copyright notice. But if I'm thinking about the books I read, they don't really start like that. I mean, it's in there, but they really start with a title page. And then there's also a table of contents at some point, either before or after the copyright notice. Usually it's after that. How, do we, how are we going to do that? Word has that option to build a table of contents. Pages has that. The storyist have that as well? Yes, it does. And it's specifically meant so that you can put it in a PDF. If you're creating a PDF version for somebody to read this on their e-reader, it even goes as far as inserting links in there so that if they see the table of contents, they can they can click on a chapter and then the ebook reader knows exactly where to go inside that giant PDF document. It's very, very clever. Print providers don't need that, so Stories also provides a way to then strip that out at the end if we don't need that anymore. Let me show you how that works. So on the bottom here, on your on your plus sign, again, on the, this is now the, the project view of the PDF. I'm going to hit that, and there's these two things. Add project files. That's when you add project files that, that are in your project right now. But you also have add automatically generated file. And there we go with the title page, and we also have the table of contents. So let me add both, actually. Let me add a title page, which is now printed in italic. So that means this is a file that, that you haven't provided, but one that is automatically generated. And let's create another one, which is the table of contents. Now, in my case, as I said earlier, I suppose my document would want to start with the title page, but then I'd like to see the copyright notice and then I'd like to see the table of contents. So let's move them in order. So let's click on the copyright notice and just move that up. And let me drop that here in between the title page and the table of contents. Now I can click build PDF. And now this new six by nine size will be taken into consideration and my title page and my table of contents will be rebuilt. So that's very exciting. Let's see what it looks like. Title page, not exactly the author and the title that I did have in mind. So perhaps we need to change that a little bit here, but it's, it's good to see that stories can build that in principle. So that's very cool. If I keep scrolling, then here's my Here's my title page. Then here's my table of contents with complete with page numbers. So it's very exciting stuff. That's exactly what I want. Um, they are now also numbered in Roman numbers. And this is where my 
this is where my actual manuscript starts so we can we can uh, change all that when we're going to come to customizing these things for now i think i'm very happy with that perhaps the only thing i'm not so happy with is the fact that my title page doesn't have my own title on it it has something else on there now you can probably see where that is set. It's on the right-hand side here. If you click on this left little icon here, the File Info Inspector under PDF Properties, you can see the title and the author. So let's update that. So the title was indeed Broken Bowels. And the author in my case is J vs. Lewis. Whoops, there we go, there it is. Uh, keywords we don't really need and as soon as I now go ahead and build that PDF again then the title page should be rebuilt and as soon as stories is done we've got it I also have a subtitle so my my book isn't isn't actually called Borken Bowels it's actually called Broken Bowels it's kind of nice that I made a mistake here because uh, Makes you wonder how I ever came up with a large manuscript without that many mistakes. So there we go, hit return. And uh, as soon as I hit build PDF, you get the picture, this is gonna be amended. But I also like to have a subtitle on here and that is not something that we can, we can do out of the box. We need to customize the document for that. And there's also something perhaps that at the bottom of the contents page here, I don't really like these Roman numerals. Perhaps I'd like the, the title, the table of contents. I like that a little bit larger and uh, you know, all kinds of things. Perhaps I'm not entirely happy with the font that's being used here. Perhaps I'd like uh, not to have that indented space here. Perhaps I'd like to have uh, text slightly smaller so that that brings the, the, the page count down even further. And let's look at that in the next video. For now, this is kind of in principle how you build PDFs and we can we can take it from there. In the next video, we're going to have a look at how to customize them. Thank you for watching. If you have any questions, of course, uh, do hit me up down below in the comments or check out the stories forums for more information. We're gladly other people will gladly help you out there, including myself. So I'll see you in the next video.